Talia. Welcome to Good Luck Charlie. Just like you, I'm on the journey of self-discovery and I'm daily trying to learn what it means to find balance, create lifelong friendships, chase my dreams and invest in my future. So here's what I'm learning and loving on this crazy path of life. I'm so glad you decided to join me. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Good Luck Charlie podcast, another part of the Future Me series where I interview a range of different professions to find out what the options are for us outside of high school, but also if you're looking for a career change or maybe you're studying teaching and want to know a little bit more about the field and the space that you're heading into. I love these interviews because you always find out that there is way more to the person and that role and that job than what you ever could have expected. And I love hearing about all the ways that every role really allows you to make an impact on people's lives and that if it's something you're passionate about, you can really excel in that area and there are so many opportunities for you. I'm particularly interested to hear what everyone has to say about teaching because I feel obviously we've all mostly had a teacher at some point in our lives. And so we all have a fair sense of what being a teacher entails and what it means. So I, as about to graduate high school, am very interested to see all the things that go on behind the scenes that I never knew about, all of the different thought process and emotions that go in behind the scenes and find out the other perspective of teaching rather than the one that I've just seen and experienced myself. So today I'm going to interview my auntie who has been a long-term teacher for the past 30 years or so. She has the most beautiful heart, gentle spirit, and she's just an amazing teacher. So I'm excited to hear that perspective. But I'm also going to interview one of my friends who is in her first year of teaching in a primary school and her job is a little bit different, but I'm just interested to hear a more modern perspective as well. Someone who's just entered the workforce, someone who's just finished studying and has that really hands-on experience and is learning on the go and is adapting and just starting to become a teacher now. So I'm interested to hear what she's learned and experienced and enjoyed about teaching within her first year of teaching. So if any of that sounds like something you are interested in, if you want to be a teacher, if it's something that you've considered, this is the episode for you. Otherwise, you should definitely send it to a teacher you know or someone who you think would make a great teacher or someone who you know who is interested in teaching. I'm sure they would appreciate it if you shared the episode with them. Anyway, that is enough of my voice. Let's jump right on into the episode. Thank you again for everyone for being a part of this. Hello. Hey, 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 Hannah. Okay, amazing. Well, thank you so much, Hannah, for coming on today. I'm just excited to hear your experience from first year teaching, first year kind of hitting the ground running and working out all of your strategies and everything. And also for the people that will be going into teaching or studying next year, I think it's really useful to have that super fresh perspective. Um, So I guess to begin with, it'd be amazing if you could describe your current teaching role. Well, first of all, thank you for having me and I'm glad that I'm able to share about my experience um, as a graduate teacher. So I last year around November, I accepted a job at a school on the north side and it was a diverse role where it was three days doing like specialist work. So I'm doing different subjects. So that includes digital technologies, drama, design, um and health as well and then the other two days were also at the same school but that was doing more learning support and helping students um, improve upon in their reading and writing skills so it's been really good I've very much enjoyed my first year um I was a little nervous obviously going into it because it was your typical teacher role where you have your own class and 
you have your own room and everything is that one year level. So it was definitely an adjustment going into it, but it's been a really great year so far, I think, as a grad. Yeah. Amazing. And I guess you were saying how you were a little bit nervous or it was different to a typical teaching role. Do you still feel like what you learned at university had equipped you correctly for this role, even though it's not necessarily a classroom teaching role? I think in some ways, yes. Mm-hmm. But in like in the way that we were given um, the opportunity at university to do lesson plans and unit plans, but more so I've found that, you know, they didn't give us the opportunity to look at assessments already completed by you know different students so students who were uh-huh. either on a B or if they were doing um they were a standard or if they were c standard and you're actually marking that and being looking at it and thinking you know what is the appropriate mark or the fair mark for that student so yeah. overall i think university did equip me in many ways but there was obviously areas that i was not exposed to or not familiar with so i really had to sit down with my head of curriculum or the principal and just ask them the questions that I had because I had never been through this experience. Yeah, wow. So yeah, that, I, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I have learnt as well over the last year, that you definitely learn more things when you're in that role at the time yeah. rather than in a classroom at uni. <laughs> that makes sense. Did you feel quite supported in that process of learning though? Like you said, you could talk to the head of curriculum and people like that. Did you feel there was, as a whole in the school, kind of a mentoring for new teachers and an ability to answer some of those questions? Or did you feel a bit like you were thrown in the deep end on your own? Well, there was a lot of new teachers that came to our school this okay. year. If, like teachers that already had experience um, and there was one other grad with me. Um, and I definitely felt supported from the school in the fact that I could approach anyone and they were happy to help me out with the problem that I had or if there was something that I wasn't sure about or how to process a certain, I don't know, um, thing to do with behaviour, I was able to ask almost anyone to help with that. But I think that comes a lot with working at a smaller school because my school's only Mm -hmm. 300 students, which is not normal for Brisbane. So. A lot of people say when they come to my school or they I talk about it, it sounds a lot like a country school and sometimes it does feel like that because yeah. it is so small. So you find that there is that more community support. So I can't really vouch for what bigger mm-hmm. schools might be like, but, you know, for someone who's looking for a grad job in the teaching area, I've definitely found the smaller school has provided different opportunities and advantages to what maybe a larger school might have. Yeah. And I guess when you think about it, that does make sense. And I know even people like nurses and doctors and stuff talk about that as well, going rural or a little bit smaller mm-hmm. gives you a bit more hands-on experience and more of a community within that school. But it's something important to keep in mind or just an extra thing to think about. It's really interesting. Mm. So I guess then over just as a whole, how have you found your first year as a teacher? Uh, probably very overwhelming in the first six months because yeah. getting to know all the students. I mean, my role is different where I have to get mm. to know all of them. So, you know, finding what works for each class um, yeah, and wow. 
respond to different behavior management techniques or the content, how you present the content. So it's definitely was first for that first six months, it was more just getting used to going to school, teaching every day, you know, getting to know the students and building a relationship with them. But I've, you know, I found Mm -hmm. once I'm my later six months as a grad that now that I know the students quite well and I know what they're like and I know, you know, what their personalities are like and how they interact with others has made it a lot easier to actually present the content. And I know any other teacher with me where like, you know, once you know them, you're like, okay, this works well, this doesn't work well. And you can kind of try out different things more Mm so gotten that relationship there so I guess that's how I would sum up the year and I mean I'm still learning how to certain situations but it's definitely I can see where I've improved in the growth that I've made over that first year already well I can imagine that's quite rewarding to see very rewarding yeah and I was well similarly if you were to give someone a piece of advice who was going into teaching around that concept, trying to make it feel less overwhelming for them like it was for you. Do you think it's something that is just a matter of time to kind of find your feet and for it to be less overwhelming? Or is there something that you'd wish you'd known or a piece of advice that would have helped you find your feet a little bit faster? I think not worrying about what other teachers are doing. Like obviously and you know consult them about different things but also finding what works for you as a teacher Mm -hmm. and you know you might not be doing something that's another teacher has been doing but that's okay you might find something else that works better and you understand how to approach that with your class so it's but you know getting to know them and having that relationship with the students and even I found that it's fine it's a lot easier to find your feet when you have people you work with that you get along with and I know my my friends from work are going to listen to this and (laughs) I they have a huge difference in my life and how I teach and they're always motivating me to be better and I can always approach them with any problems and they're happy to listen to that so I think building Mm -hmm. I think building relationships is just as important with teachers and not like you know with the teachers and the students because Mm -hmm. you're working people every day you're all striving for the same goals so it's really great when you get along with them that is really beautiful and I feel like that can be applied to any career in any part of life just finding the common ground with the people around you but also finding your teaching style or finding your Definitely. nursing style or whatever other job it is and just that's really cool very mm. very wise <laughs> yes and, it's been a big learning curve in a good way and I'm yeah. glad that I the jump last year and decided to you know go for it because I wouldn't have met the people that I've met and the children that I teach if I hadn't said yes and I definitely you know even though I was very hesitant at first I'm definitely very grateful that I did say yes and I just took the jump and yeah as any and as I've said before you know you just got to take that jump and you just got to do it and then you might just find your feet a few months later or it might just take a while and it's okay if it takes a while you know you will get there in the end that's so cool. Yeah. I love that. What has yeah. been the most rewarding part of this year for you? I think just having that that relationship with the students and seeing them seeing them learn and grow and you know with digital technologies it's a quite yeah. a unique subject. It's not something that all kids are going to understand straight away. Mm. Or, you know, they may understand it, but actually applying it and, you know, all the interests interests or the the parts that come with yeah. digital 
technologies, it can be quite confusing. And I know when I wasn't very well familiar with coding and things like that, but, you know, it's such a unique subject where you have to be really aware of how students understand different parts. So in coding, there's, you know, you can make games and you can use robots and lots of fun things. Like it's really fun, but it's been very rewarding to see them improve in, you know, their coding abilities and like they're able to code mazes and they can code game quizzes. And, you know, they weren't able to do that at the beginning of the year. So it's been really cool to see them progress um, in their understanding and, you know, just being able to see that has been really, really beneficial and rewarding. Yeah. That's so cool. And I guess every year, even if it's not coding, it's going to be something else or something different that you get to teach them and see them grow in. It's just so cool to think of all of those little minds that you're impacting and teaching and setting up for life. And you can see those, the passion that they have for it. And even those that were really kind of a bit nervous about it or they didn't understand it, like you can break it down for them and then you see oh, the light bulb clicks and they're like, oh, that's so much sense. Or, you know, that's actually, I really enjoy doing that now that I understand it. Mm -hmm. That's been very rewarding. That's so cool. But then on the flip side, what is the most challenging part of teaching? Mm, Waking up early. (laughs) (laughs) No, but no, I think one of the more challenging things would be, I don't know, just kind of getting your head around the, all the different subject areas mm-hmm. and that you're, um, you're teaching what is needed to, be, needed to be taught and so that obviously can be assessed. And even just keeping track of, you know, each student that you have and making yeah. sure that they are getting the um, adjustments and the help that they need in that subject. So, like, for example, students on an ICP, so that's like an individual curriculum plan or uh-huh. something. Okay you need to make sure that there's adjustments for them to able to still learn the content and sometimes that can be really challenging because you you try something and it doesn't work or you've got like 20 other students to help and then there's also them as well yeah and it's make sure you're reaching the needs of all those students so I think that's been definitely challenging and something that I'm still working on making sure I'm doing my best to accommodate for those students and making sure they can have access to the learning in their own way, I guess. That would be so difficult. Someone actually submitted a question along a similar lines of that. How difficult can it be accommodating for different kids? And are there times when you don't know how to help them? And I feel like you just answered that basically. There definitely can be times when you're not sure what to do. And that's where you just go and ask someone and who has either worked with the student before or had similar experiences and they might be able to give you some advice because, yeah, sometimes you just don't know what to do mm-hmm. and you feel like you've tried everything or just nothing's really working and they're still not understanding. So, yeah, it can be it can be very, very tricky to do sometimes. It's amazing the perseverance and the persistence, dedication of teachers in that moment. Like even though you have 20 other students, you're dedicated to making it feel like every student you're there just for them and to work yeah. out what works for them even though you have 20 others it's quite powerful mm. and and unique. being the teacher now and originally obviously being the student you know you yeah. can see both you think back to your teachers and I'm sure you agree like the teachers do a lot a lot of teachers do a lot of work for their students and you don't mm. see that sometimes until you become a teacher or you see one of your friends become a teacher yeah 
what yeah. has been something that you didn't realize like looking back as a student what do you wish students knew about teachers that we definitely work outside hours yeah <laughs> at school yeah <laughs> You know, they see their little minds blown when they realise that the teacher actually goes home <laughs> is a funny moment. Um, it always makes me laugh. But, yeah, and just the, the sometimes teachers are tired too and sometimes we don't know what to do or we're, mm. we're drained from teaching all day or doing marking or whatever it is, you know, and, you know, obviously they're only little so they don't understand that. But, yeah, yeah. You know, they can, they, once you like let them know, you know, this is what we do and in their kind of world, you know, it it also creates um, an understanding and they can be like, oh, wow, my teacher really does help me a lot. Mm -hmm. And they can look at as they get older and really appreciate what teachers do. I definitely have a huge appreciation for all my teachers and Mm -hmm. yeah, you just can't even imagine. Well, I guess you can imagine, but I can't even imagine the amount of work that goes behind it and catering for every student and the amount of care as well. Cause it is almost like they end up being your kids. Like you just care Mm. for all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And there's always, you know what, you know, you're always going to have, you always say, people ask the question, or who was your favourite teacher? And there's a teacher that comes to mind for every single person who's been to a school and they're like, this is why. And it's often always they cared about my well-being and they Mm. cared me to do well and they were able to help me. And that's what teachers, well, hopefully teachers and other new grads strive for is it's it's really important to care not just to teach but to care about them and care about their their growth and their emotional well-being and their safety not just their mm. learning experience yeah that is beautiful I feel like that is a perfect way to end sums up your whole heart behind teaching and why so many teachers do what they do well thank you for having me I've, oh my gosh I'm thank you my experience and hopefully whoever's listening can gain some um, understanding of what teaching's like and if they're interested in it know that it is a very rewarding job amazing I feel like that was such a nice summary of the role and the impact a teacher can have in an individual's life and also the amount of dedication and care that is placed into every single student so thank you so much Hannah I'm now going to call up my auntie to hear about what she has learnt across her 30 years of teaching Hi, Talia. How are you? Hey, Annie Nat. Good. How are you? Thank you so, so much for sharing a little bit of your experience with teaching and all the things you've learned over the past however many years. Mm, 30 years. 30 years this year. Crazy. So it is. Yep. Very crazy. As I'm sure you've heard from some other episodes, the first question that I like to ask is, how did you end up as a teacher? So from high school to your first job as a teacher, what was that journey like? Uh, for me, it was fairly uh, an easy decision. Um, I either wanted to be um, a nurse, a florist, or a teacher. Ooh. And yeah, and after a um, U10 work experience in a hospital, I ruled that one out. Yeah. Um, so teaching was fairly um, obvious for me. I wanted something that was nurturing mm-hmm. um, and and look, really, 30 years ago, there weren't a lot of other options for women who wanted to go on to do tertiary. I don't know. I just never really thought about it. It's just what I went and did. Yeah. And have mm-hmm. you found that it has allowed you to nurture people? I'm sure it has. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, as much as as much as you want to, you're there to teach. You're not there mm-hmm. to fix. You know, be their friend. But um, if you you wouldn't keep doing it over and over if um, if you didn't find some fulfilment in it. Yeah. So what is the most fulfilling or rewarding part aspect of the job for you personally? For me, I guess there's lots of things that are that are really um, fulfilling about it, I guess. But um, for me, it's the influence, I think, mm-hmm. the, the influence that you can have um, and it's remembered forever, whether it's a yeah. good influence or a bad influence, I guess, is um, up to you. I mean, I guess if you think about teachers that you remember – um, not all of them that you remember may be for good mm-hmm. qualities, um, but they all have left an impact in some way. Um, and I get along with that that influence. It's like it's not just twenty five students. Like every year, you have twenty yeah. five people in primary school, which is me. But wow, you've also so got their their parents. So that's fifty or more parents every yeah. year. Um, and their siblings and their extended family. So I guess, you know, like for me, when, and I can reflect over 30 years and I've had these experiences when, you know, a past student stops you on the pathway and says, hi, remember me, or they want a hug or something, you know, or, yeah. or a parent stops you outside of school and they want to say hi, you've obviously made an influence mm-hmm. and had an impact not just on their their learning but on 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 them um yeah I mean I've even got past students now that are stopping me to introduce their own children oh that's um and they they stop you I mean I don't stop them yeah yeah there would really be a child that stops stops me to say hello that I don't know who they are I might not remember all their names yeah but um you definitely remember just even even if you just remember one little thing Mm. um you know that that means a lot to them I guess that's um, cool. Yeah, so it's very cool. I can yeah. imagine it'd be very full circle when they introduce you to their kids. That's crazy. Oh, it is very crazy. I've even had my own year one teacher wow. walk into my year one classroom wow. as a supply teacher. And she looked straight at me and knew who I was. Wow. Um, so it's 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 surreal. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's very surreal, but it's you know it's great. They um, because for a lot of these kids, mm. you might be the only stable person that they have. Yeah. Um, and so from that influence point of view, um, you know you are the one who's turning up day after day. Yeah. Um, you know you might have had a bad day the day before with them, but you. Get back up and do it again. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it's different. And and these kids, you know, you're setting boundaries in them. You're believing in them. Mm. You're being genuinely interested in them. You're on their case all the time, demanding <laughs> their best. Yeah. Um, that influence just um, is remembered for a long time. So, yeah. mm. you know, teachers yeah, are definitely. Cool. And I know from my own experience, certain teachers that have shaped me and influenced me and really made me feel very seen and valued and like I can do anything teachers definitely have Mm. a unique position to be able to influence and instill so many good values and even self-belief in students it's pretty special yes yeah yeah absolutely so you know that would be I guess 
the thing that I enjoy the most, um, you know, apart from holidays. Um, the um, Just that influence that you can have is I don't know another career that yeah. can do that. So. I want to um, backtrack to something that you said right at the start. You mentioned that it would enabled you to really nurture these kids, but as much as you'd like to. So you kind of, I want to touch on the boundaries of a school teacher. Mm. And is it easy to instill boundaries, even in terms of the hours that you work? Because mm. like, what are your actual working hours? I know they're not just from eight to three, like the school day, but also mm. is it easy to instill boundaries with at the end of the day, you go home and they're not your kids kind of but you still want to care for them and like love them and teach them so how are those two different boundaries because um as a teacher it's you you never stop thinking about them um you know you're losing sleep over other people's children but Mm. so the the whole boundary issue is enormous in terms of the the working and the work that you do, I mean, you're definitely right. It's not eight to three or yeah. nine to three. <laughs> Teachers are actually only paid for five hours a day. Crazy. And for five days a week, 25 hours a week yeah. are our paid hours. And while their pay is actually very good, but it's definitely not um, eight to three, nine to three um, kind of thing. So, it took me a long, long time to be able to be happy with myself and the energy and effort that I was putting into that also at the same time as raising my own yeah. children. I guess two things. I've um, I've come to the conclusion after this many years that mm-hmm. I have to – I give myself four weeks a year of nothing. Yeah. So what I was previously finding was that um, I would, coming home, working till late at night, um, working all weekends, and even during the holidays, I'd be working and prepping for the next term and and actually never have a break. I mean, that's not everyone. There are some people that don't do that. But in the end, what I decided was that, hey, do you know what? Everyone else can have a weekend and they don't have to actually take yeah. work home. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have to do work at home to be able to have work, you know, work to do at work. Yeah. Um, and everyone else can have four weeks a year where they they're not constantly scouring for, you know, something that they can take in for uh-huh. the kids. Um, so, in the last probably ten years, I have really tried. I'm happy to work during the holidays. You know, if it's a two-week holiday, I will work for one. Yeah. And the second week, I will try not to do anything school-related. No, I feel like that's really practical advice, tried and tested kind of. And, I mean, from your own experience of struggling to set those boundaries a little bit more, I feel like it'll be useful for teachers going into it to know that that's something they really have to intentionally do and set and stick to. Absolutely, absolutely. And even, um, you know, I think in today, if I started again, I think mm. I would be searching for a, um, a really good mentor. And just with all the bureaucracy and everything that mm. you have to do now, I, th- I think you really do need to have someone who's going to walk alongside you. No, so. another good piece of advice. And what else do you think if you were to start again that you'd wish you'd known? Have a good pair of shoes. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> Loved all this practical advice. <laughs> so good. Comfy shoes, a good hat and a good whistle. Um, Love it. Yeah, and just be prepared, I think, for the whole um, social misconceptions. I think it's definitely that whole, as I alluded to before, mm. that whole holidays thing yeah. and the whole hours, you know, that is the most common remark that you get from people is, oh, you know, but you only work five hours a day or yeah. you have 12 weeks off a year. And it's, as you said before, it's definitely not an eight to three job. Yeah. Um and as I was saying to you earlier, the attrition rate of teachers um, is huge because it is a difficult job. Um, you live it and you breathe it and you buy birthday gifts for your own children that you intend to take to school. And um, it's just, you know, it's easier to actually work than it is to take a sick day. Um, yeah. So it's, I think, the most misunderstood aspect of teaching is that you actually want the best for those kids. You are so invested in those children mm. that um, it actually concerns you yeah. and it, it just becomes all that you can do. Um, and it's exhausting. It's yeah. really exhausting, but it's such a rewarding um, and a really amazing career to have. Yeah, I've, I've loved it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, most days I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're presenting yeah. a very realistic insight into it because you do just hear teachers talking about how it's such a joy or so rewarding, but not as often the challenges or the way of kind of mi- mitigating or minimizing those challenges mm. or the mental tolls. Mm. And it's such a yeah. double-edged sword because the more you care, the more it takes from you, but also you want to invest in them and you want to look after these kids. So oh. it's... A- I'm not sure how you would find that balance or even if there is a balance, but yeah. Wow. Uh, and a lot of it is, um, I think you also have to come to a point where you realise that you actually can't help all of the children as much as you would like to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can't be everything to all of them. Mm. And so the, the demographic of, of children that are coming into the classrooms now as opposed to 30 years ago um, and probably the 30 years before that, mm. Uh, the the level of their social issues are so much more complex now than they ever were. Um, you know, when I started teaching, I think I had one child in the class who was from a split family. Um, and, you know, I've had other years where it might be 80% of the children yeah. have wow. have a, a, a split family. So the, the level of um, emotional issues that comes with that... Mm. Um, yeah. And and as a teacher, so that emotional toll, because you know you've got to meet that need to some degree, mm. but you can't because we've only got them for five hours out of 25, 24. Yeah. So um, oh, you just have to toughen up sometimes. <laughs> um, you just have to learn to be able to refer them to other people, uh-huh. other agencies, um, what to look out for. But because we've also got such a crowded curriculum, now yeah well I feel like there's less time now to be actually attending to the child as a whole child rather mm. than just as a number on a yeah it's that's interesting making it sound like a career that no one would want I know to do you, when we're running short of I'm teachers. gonna say you aren't necessarily <laughs> selling it but I think that's good and I yeah I think it's good to but, hear but but as I said before the the um the rewards of the children 
um, you know, coming to you or, mm. you know, the the little cards you get from them or the little handwritten notes or the, um, the child who yeah. you've roused on all day coming <laughs> at the end of the day and giving you a hug before they go home. Oh. And you think, oh, no, I was so cranky with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the rewards definitely outweigh the downside. Yeah, but I just feel like a lot of teachers walk into the job and aren't prepared mm. for just how hard it's going to be. Yeah, well, um, I think you're definitely preparing them. That's the good <laughs> aspect of this. Because yeah. I think a lot of the positives do speak for themselves or everybody's had a teacher. Mm. They know the impact teachers can have that that is more self-explanatory, but it's these sides of things that people don't hear about or don't get to see as much. Or like you said, they they come in unaware when they go to teaching. So it is really yeah. good to know. And it is about yeah. just opening people's eyes to the realities yeah. of every job and every job has its ups and downs. So no, Yeah, that's right. Know. And it's the only job I've ever done um, yeah, as, a, as a career. So, you know, I don't have that comparison mm-hmm. um, with other other careers to really know just how tough another career I know that people do it hard but I guess what I have seen is that other careers don't go home and then you know it's that it's that load at home as well um but I see more and more young teachers now coming into the system who are far more aware of their balance and um really trying to make that balance so you know I think they are a lot more aware now than than we were walking into it starry-eyed so that's good to hear it's interesting how the system does change well I think just to conclude I feel like we've talked about lots of things it would be nice to hear the most memorable positive teaching moment that you've had across the 30 years I know it's huge question Mm. but actually there is one that sticks out to me and the I mean, there are lots of memorable ones, but the yeah. the irony of probably the one that sticks out to me is that it was probably in my most difficult year of teaching. Yeah, okay. um, so probably about 17 years ago, I had a really, really tough year uh-huh. um, and just the dynamics in the classroom were, well, <laughs> off the charts. Um, but there was one particular, and I know his mum won't mind, yeah. one particular child in that class who had cerebral palsy, mm-hmm. has cerebral palsy, and he um, he was just a fantastic kid. Okay, so we had this had this year with him and wow. all of the other issues that were in the class. But I've been able to follow him because he actually ended up going through high school with my youngest. Cool. So yeah. I was able to follow him through and. Um, I've been able to see what he has done and what he has just done with his own life. Mm-hmm. And I guess um, oh, 12 months ago I was sitting in a – having a blood test and his mum turned up <laughs> and it just happened to – and she sat there and, and said, do you know, that was one of his most affirming years um, wow. You know, it's, and she was just happy to talk to me about how he was doing, and yeah. um, I guess the the memorable part of that is knowing that seventeen years earlier, mm. in what you thought was an horrendous year, um, that he came out of it that some that you made a difference, mm-hmm. um, and that you know that he was able to just 
achieve incredible things. And I mean, certainly not attributed to me, but I feel the celebration in what he has done, knowing that I have been just a small part of that Mm -hmm. journey. So again, it's that influence. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but there's just too many probably stories to yeah. But but that particular child Mm -hmm. um, and what he has achieved against all odds is phenomenal. Yeah, I shivers as you were sharing that. Such a beautiful story and a Mm -hmm. testament to the power of teachers and parents and overcoming odds. But Mm -hmm. I can imagine it is special to know you played a part in that as well. Yeah. Or was there anything uh, else you wanted to say before we concluded or you feel you've covered everything you wanted to share? Um, I feel that's that's everything. I guess the only other thing was that um, as a as a Christian teacher, mm-hmm. um, in I have always chosen to work in a public system um, mm-hmm. because for me it's hasn't been just a career or just a job. For me, it's part of my ministry. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, that has been a choice that I have made to work in the public system. But I also acknowledge that there are many places, you know, for for teachers to be able to work. Yeah. But for me, it's been um, just a real joy to, to be able to work in that system. Um, so, you know, give it a go. <laughs> no, that's a valid point to make. I think that's mm. is actually something interesting to raise and something else to think about Mm. thank you so much for your time and for sharing and for allowing us all to hear a little bit more about your experience i really appreciate it no you're welcome a pleasure and that concludes today's episode i hope that you found some value or found some insight and even if you appreciated the work and on the role of teachers beforehand, I'm sure you'll leave with an even greater sense of appreciation. So if you are a school student, maybe make sure to thank your teachers extra kindly, extra intentionally today. Or if you are considering being a teacher, I hope that this helped you to think about some of the different boundaries you might need to place, set in place and some of the different ways that you can change your mindset when you go into it. So you can be the best teacher for the students, but also remain the healthiest version of yourself as you go into it. If you know someone who is studying teaching, I feel like they would love to listen to this episode to hear a little bit more of perspective and insight and some of the learnings over the past however many years of teaching combined with Hannah and Ani Nat. So send it to any teachers you know or anyone who's interested in studying just to provide them with a little bit more information and a really great resource to answer some more of their questions. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and just left with a greater appreciation for the work of teachers um, and the role they've played in the lives of all of us. So thank you to all the teachers out there and everything that you have done, both the work that we do and don't see to care for the people that have been placed in your classroom and placed in your schools we really appreciate all of the work that you've done from myself but from everyone as well so thank you very much for that to all the rest of you I hope you have a fabulous week I hope you have a good day and that you know you are loved it's all gonna be okay and you've got this just take it a day at a time whatever you're facing just take it slow take it a day at a time and you'll get there I believe in you so yeah that is all for today Leave a rating and review if you'd like. Share with a friend. Um, I'm going to stop plugging now and say have a fabulous day. Good luck, Charlie, and bye, you guys. Good luck, Charlie. Bye, 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 bye.